It is December 14, 2022. Christmas looming in the horizon. New Year's looming in the horizon. The Ohio State game, for all those who care about Ohio and common sense here in Ohio, looming in the horizon. I won't make any comments about that, not on the show anyway. Uh, so we have uh, the roundtable full yet again with Common Sense Ohio, the normal crew. We've got Norm over there. we got Brett over there. I'm sitting here in the Command Central. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's only because you haven't wanted to start your own podcast and come down here to see exactly what goes on here in the studio. If you want your own podcast, you can do that and go to Circle. 270media.com. Brett Johnson here at the table with us. He is the podcast guy. And what do I mean by that? That means that he's the guy that will get you from where you are now, this this thought that, man, I'd like to have a podcast, to a real podcast that anybody can access in Apple, in Google, wherever they get podcasts, a website if you want it, a set of professional mics on a round table where Norm loves everybody. Use his mic if you want. And, uh, and you'll be off and running. So uh, at Common Sense Ohio, we're not the only ones that record down here, lots of others. Now, what is Common Sense Ohio? Well, I mean, we're just taking a right-from-the-middle viewpoint on everything that's happening uh, around the country, but using Ohio as the jumping-off platform to do it. And I'm not going to beat around the bush or beat around the table anymore. We're going to get rolling uh, here at Common Sense Ohio. Norm? Yes, sir. It is up to you, my friend. See, Norm always brings the news. He's like the, he's like uh, bringing the heat. Well, um, in, in his love of the Columbus City Council, he loves. Yeah. I tell you, Norm loves the left. He loves Columbus City Council. He I loves. Do. Yeah, he, I do. He loves everybody, but he hates all the policies. I don't hate. Right. I don't hate people. Uh, in fact, I've written a pretty um, comprehensive and very personal blog on the subject of loving people while still being able to respectfully and sometimes disrespectfully disagree with them. So um, I do get vociferous. I, I do fight. I do claw. I do occasionally even call names. But um, I, I do not hate anybody. And uh, I think it's important for people who have a value system and have a morality to understand the difference between vehement disagreement and you know true love of humanity which right. i have now 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 i've got to jump off on something here on a tangent um from ohio i will discuss what biden said yesterday or two days ago whenever it was he passed the uh preservation or he signed the preservation of marriage act or some other nonsensical hmm. piece of legislation it really totally was, total total nonsense yeah. c- c- complete nonsense and you know you would have thought with cindy lopper there and all of the silly celebrities that he he had there, that um, uh, uh, people of different races, people with different uh, from different uh, cultures and different religions, for the first time now, because Uncle Joe signed that bill, uh, it, it, they can marry. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's it's so it's so preposterous. It's it's like uh, it's a it's like when Obama signed that uh, that bill on uh, women getting paid the same. They had already been required by law to be paid the same. Yes. 30 years hence. I, I don't yeah. know what these these people are refighting arguments that are settled law and, and nobody's disagreeing with them. It's it's it, it's it's the it, most incredible. It's the most incredible virtue signaling by officialdom I've ever seen. 
Except mm. it, it, there's there's some there's some uh, there's always a snake in the grass, and there is one here too. And and I'm going to start. You, what what triggered this thought was you were talking about love, and and Biden gave this sort of love speech. Oh, how we have this society, love. but it's not love. I mean, look, love doesn't mean that I agree with you. In fact, quite the opposite. Love awesome or often means I disagree with you, and I'm willing to tell you that I disagree with you because that's real love. Like love love transcends a common. Uh, a belief on a cause, you yeah. know, and, uh, you yeah. know, to love humanity is not to say I agree with humanity. And if it did, everybody on that side of the fence is guilty of not loving anyone. Because if you don't agree, if you don't agree in, in same sex marriage, then you're a bigot. If you don't agree that they're right, then you're a racist. And, and what he did is he tied in all this crap to this bill, like in, in, in his speech, rather. He's talking about how it's the same as racism. It's the same as sexism. It's the same as uh, transphobia, homophobia, whatever. Uh, and it's not the same, right? So you could have a, like the Catholic church, for instance, can have a legitimate religious disagreement with same sex marriage, a, a legitimate disagreement with abortion, a legitimate disagreement with people behaving in a certain way. And that doesn't mean that they still don't love those people. And it doesn't mean, uh, that the, the Catholic church are full of bigots. Uh, if they have a legitimate religious disagreement, it is just that a legitimate religious disagreement, not that, uh, they're engaged in hate activity or some extreme right activity as this is being portrayed. Oh, for God's sakes, let's, let's lay it out even clearer. The number one private carer for homosexuals who were suffering from AIDS was the Catholic church. The yeah. number one, number one in the world, the the people, the hospitals, the doctors, the people who rolled out the care for people who were engaging in what they considered to be sinful activity mm-hmm. did not matter to the Catholic Church in terms of loving them and taking care of them. So it's complete and utter bullshit to say that somebody that you disagree with is somebody that you hate. That's ridiculous, and people need to grow up. They need to get mature. They need to understand sophistication uh, of the human heart, that you can love somebody, care for them, you know, give to them, give charity to them, welcome them into your home, cloak them, uh, feed them, and yet still deeply disagree with their lifestyle. Duh. Well, in the, duh. In the action, Huge duh. Yeah, and the actions seem to be buried. Oh my no God. one knows right. that they did oh. this. Not, usually oh you God. don't pound the chest and say, hey, look what we did. Of course sure. not. But no. nobody says of course not. they did do it, though. Yeah, I mean, you know. can impugn the Catholic yeah. Church for being bigoted for this or that or the other, but they're responsible for like the entire educational structure in Western civilization that gave mm-hmm. all these people the platform to hate the Catholic Church in the first place. So, you know, it, it's not that the Catholic Church is perfect. Nobody is. No, no. institution no. is. No. But it's not that they hate everybody either. And certainly there's bad actors within. But it's uh, this notion that uh, this is all about love. But if you don't agree with us, then you're a bigot. It's it's, it's nonsense. It's repulsive. It's insulting. And it's dividing the country. And it is intended to divide the country. That's what's sad. You're right. It's that intentional division. Just keep everybody in their own lane. Yep. And separate it. Will so agree continue. with us, or you're a bad person, right? And and, t- and therein, no conversations happen, and we don't get to learn from each other. Now, I so, got, I, so got a, wait, I got a, I got a story. To go tell. ahead, Steve. I got yeah. a story to tell. Sorry, go it's ahead. along these lines. And I, I was channeling my inner norm this morning because I came in, I, I drove into the parking lot, and there is a. If anybody has listened to my old, old, old episodes of Lawyer Talk, we have one called Parking Lot Wars because the parking lot out back is a, is a. <laughs> 
it, you know, it's it's this it's like a <laughs> battleground because people want to park there, yet tenants pay rent and have assigned spots back there. So there, I have interlopers all the time, and I had one this morning. It was a gentleman who was parked in uh, sort of. They, they never say they're parked they're, when they're standing next to their car or sitting in it. They're not parked. Well, I'm not parked here. I'm just here. Like okay, well, just being here, you can't. Um, so I come in, and this guy is parked here, uh, and. Uh, and not only that, he's got a uh, Ford Expedition, sort of a big one, parked against the curbside. So it's hanging out to where people have to drive in to get to their spots. So you don't, like, if you park there, there you have to get you have to hug the curb. <laughs> anyway, I pull in. I can barely get by him. And I said, hey, man, sorry, you, you can't park here. Well, I'm not parked here. <laughs> so I pull up. I get in my spot. And I walk back. And I'm, I, I, did, I was wearing jeans because I had to go see a scene of an incident I'm working on with a surveyor. And, and so I was out trudging around the fields this morning. And uh, I pull up and I said, dude, I, I, you know, you, you got to move. I'm not part. What do you mean? I, I got business here. I said, look, I understand you might have business in the building. Unfortunately, it's for tenants. You got to move. I work here. Oh, you work in the building. <laughs> and then I get this one. And, and, and this one threw me for a loop. I wasn't wow. ready for it. What? Because I'm black, I can't park here. Oh my That's what he said to me. Wow. And I said, I said, buddy, I don't care. If you're black, yellow, green, red, or blue, it doesn't make a hill of beans difference to me. The people who park here are the people who have who are tenants. Well, I work here. I said, well, what do you do here? What, you don't believe me because I'm black? I said, no, I don't believe you because I own the building and I know everybody that works here. And I said, but now if you're doing business for somebody or you're repairing somebody or doing something in the building, let me know and we can work something out here and I'll go talk to who, who the tenant is. And uh, what are you going to do, just sit and watch me? I was like, no, I'm going to stand here until you move your car, man. And, you know, he was getting really, really, uh, it, it, finally he said it and, it, and it made sense to me. He goes, look, I'm just having a really bad day. And I said, look, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. And honestly, you may not believe me, buddy, but I'm more than willing to talk to you about your bad day and I'll help you any way I can. I said, but I, I, I can't help you by letting you stay here. Because mm. he goes, well, why don't you just mind your own business? I said, dude, it sort of is my business. You know, so I own the building, or at least I will in about 25 years. <laughs> and, and the bank sort of owns it. But in my business is to rent space out to people who pay for these spots. See, they're all numbered and they all have a spot. But it, it like, how have we gotten this place in our country where everything is reduced to this nonsense? And, it, you know, I wasn't going to buy it and I do not care. I don't care what color your skin is. If you don't have a permit, you can't park there. And if you did have a permit, you could be any nationality, any race. You could sleep with whomever you wanted. I do not care. You can park there if you rent space and have a parking pass. It just is. Uh, but Norm, I had to think. I, when he, when well, yeah, uh, we've gone from we've gone from in our society indifference to other people's choices, which which that is the ideal for us to not necessarily even notice his color, his religion, his gender. For us to be colorblind, for us to be accepting in a way that makes us indifferent. That's why Lady Justice has a blind over her eyes, because she's not judging on the basis of what somebody looks like. That's the whole point of that statue. That's the, that's the whole idea behind our society is that rich, poor, black, white, green, yellow, purple, with stripes, it, it doesn't matter. You get treated the same. And we've gone from that where we simply tolerate and accept diversity to now we're supposed to celebrate it. 
well, I'm sorry, I don't want to celebrate it. Well, or I don't, you know, I I want to celebrate the concept of diversity. That's diversity fine. of thought and ideas for sure. Yeah, yeah. but but to celebrate diversity but, of skin color doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah, you mm. walk up to me and you say, "Hey, I just want you to know I'm half Lebanese and half Irish." Dude, I got to tell you, so am I, and I don't give a rat's ass. All right, and, it, and it's sad, the gentleman you came upon in your parking lot, the journey he had to go through to that point to actually say that comment to you. That's ridiculous. It really caught me off guard. Well, he used it, it as a weapon. It, and it but, was, but, it was but, a weapon. But, he, weaponized, sure. he weaponized his particulars. But he's been in those situations that it must have worked, number sure. one. Well, he knows or he, ha- or he had to use it. It works. Right. It does it's work. It's sad. And, and, you know, it dawned on me, though, wow. when, he, when he said that, it does I don't work. think he was ready for my, my reaction, mm-hmm. which was, look, dude, I don't care what color your skin is. You could right. be blue, red. Doesn't make any difference to me. The, yeah. What I care about mm-hmm. is whether you have a parking pass and whether you're allowed to park here. Steve, you departed from the script. You were supposed to crumple. You you were supposed to, as soon as he said that, Mm. you were supposed to go, oh, Jesus. It must be some inherent racism. I didn't realize that your lineage goes back to Kunta Kinte. And somehow, for his suffering, I need to, I don't know, dig in my wallet and and give you reparations uh, just because of your skin color. But it dawned on me. When you could have come from the Dominican Republic yesterday. And it's, you know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, mm. I immediately defaulted. It almost, you can almost see how that would piss you off that somebody says that. And I didn't get pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually felt bad for the guy. Not because he's black. I didn't feel bad for him for that reason. I felt bad because he has sort of been indoctrinated in his position. He's having a crappy day and it's everybody's right. fault. And it must be because of the color skin or whatever it would be. So right. I offered to help him. I said, listen, man. I help people for a living. I can probably help you out. If you want to talk, we can do that. He goes, I wish you could. And I said, I probably can. I do it for a living. I just can't help you by letting you park here. And, you know, (laughs) and there's a reason for that. Because if I help him by letting him park here, him park there, then I'm I'm hurting not only myself, but somebody else who has paid me to be able to park there. Hmm. And it it dawned on me. It's like it it was a way to get something that he was not otherwise entitled to have. and he used, like, he was having a bad day, and I felt bad for him. But we all, like, we've all done this. Like, you know, my father just died. Can't you just give me some, give me a little bit of slack? You know, mm-hmm. and we all do sure. on some sure. level. Like, we all feel bad for that. But it's it's so, it's gotten so bad out there that it's defaulted to that. that like, him parking illegally in my parking lot is defaulted to I'm a racist. Yeah. Steve, it's, mm. it's, the, it's the shorthand version of the guy who puts a, uh, you know that 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 I bought uh, I bought raffle tickets from the local police uh, auction, and he puts a little decal on his pickup truck cab, thinking that when the state trooper walks up because he was going 95 miles an hour in a in a 70 zone, that somehow his little decal that you know I support the police is supposed to like a, a, a cashier him out of the situation. I'm sorry doing good works in the past or 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 your immutable characteristics like your color or where you were born or your gender doesn't entitle you to anything no, I, I, I don't under, good, good I don't understand bad. people good who think or bad that, good or bad you shouldn't like now if I had a policy out there that said <laughs> I don't let a certain skin color park in my parking lot well that's shame on me um All right Right. Uh, I would argue for my right to be able to do that, uh, foolish as it would be, but it would be, yeah. you know, uh, I would never do it. Like the cake and, decorator or the website designer correct, yeah. who doesn't want to do something because 
the client is 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 engaged in some kind of uh, moral decision that they disagree with. Well, fine. You know, then don't do that. I'm going to start baking cakes for every gay wedding because I want to earn a living. <laughs> exactly. Talk about an opportunity. That's <laughs> the American way. Right. If somebody's I not going to do it, I'm going to do it. My specialty, gay yes. weddings. Exactly. <laughs> yes. 100%. Right. Exactly. I love lesbian weddings. I love gay weddings. That's, I love trans let's weddings. Let's do it. I'm a cake. And now this latest one's going to be web design. Uh, there's a web designer who is uh, defending... <sighs> Exactly. Uh, her right not to build uh, websites for people. But anyway, that's, exactly. that's not that's necessary. That's why, why I brought it up. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. all right. Well, hmm. before Norm goes off on his uh, his news uh, binge, I'm going to bring up some news. Uh, for those who are vapors, for those who have chosen to get off the cigarettes or get off the cigars or get off the chewing tobacco or get off whatever it is you're using that's causing you cancer and use vape instead, you're not going to be able to purchase it in the city of Columbus, as it turns out, because the Columbus City Council has ordained that they are outlawing the sale of flavored uh, vape or tobaccos in the city of Columbus, including menthol, because they think that they know better and they should. Uh, their paternalistic instincts are going to be far better than the ones that you have been given by God or whoever you believe your creator is or by Darwin, if that's what you believe, that you can't choose for yourself whether you should have cherry-flavored Swisher Sweets or menthol-flavored cigarettes or maybe a hot butterscotch sundae vape after your meal. It's, um, like, it's like Mike Bloomberg moved to Columbus and got on city council, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. With, yeah, his, yeah. with his ridiculous, you can't use salt and you can't uh, have a big gulp. <laughs> you know, mm. when you sit down in a New York City restaurant. Now, all of that got thrown out. Yeah, because here's what this is. Because it's mean, ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, it makes no common sense at every level. It's it's nonsensical at the beginning because they start with a premise that vape is somehow bad for you. And they can't. They don't pr- tell how they know that or prove how they know that. They just say that it is. It doesn't matter. And it's legal to kill yourself. Now, now Norm would say. Try, yeah. It's Assume legal. It's yes. bad. We have, we have a society... Yeah. Yeah. Where where you, you, you can have assisted suicide, so so. If but you, I can't you, have a cherry cigarette. <laughs> but you you can scuba dive, you can climb mountains. You I can, swear today, you can drive race cars, you can operate a motorcycle, and it doesn't have airbags or a seatbelt. If they invented are, motorcycles today, they would be illegal. Right. The, no. The, yeah. You can ride horses. There are a million ways that you can do dangerous things in the state of Ohio, right? including assisted suicide but what you can't do is um, you can't you can't smoke a minty uh, vape cigarette yeah and if they the, the premise of course is that well this is bad for you and the next nonsensical lack of common sense uh, rationalization is that uh, kids are using it at an alarming rate, so we're oh, going to just oh, outlaw it's, it. Oh, Steve, that's it's, brand right. new news. You know, Steve, hasn't happened over the last seventy years. Way, yeah, right. way, way, way worse than that. <laughs> the Columbus City Council person that I heard talking about this issue uh, referenced black black folks, uh, according to her, not me. According to the sponsor of this legislation, which passed, was that black folks as a population like flavored tobacco products and so therefore this is a way for her to protect them (laughs) this is an inherently racist (laughs) law it's unbelievable we're going to do something that bans something that a certain race likes to do right a race that i ostensibly as a liberal right 
uh, you know, would uh, completely be on board with and and, and in favor of of all civil rights for that population, except that they can't make a simple decision to decide what they want to vape. Yeah. Hey, lady, get a life. Well, and get a life and respect, respect your constituency. How disrespectful and frankly racist can you be? It's what old George Bush called the the soft bigotry of low expectations Mm -hmm. that somehow this group, according to you, Miss Suburbia, Miss, Miss, I guess you're white. I don't know. I don't play those politics, but, but you in your high and mighty dumb, look down upon black folks in the city of Columbus and think that you know better than they what they should ingest? Hey, I I tell you what, you need to go to a re-education camp by the ACLU <laughs> or something. I mean, you're a complete racist lady. But but, but they're okay. Put on your clan hat. But they're okay with the abortion side of it. Well, now of course, you can't right. smoke, right. but you can, you can kill a, your youngins. You can get an abortion, right? You can get yeah. uh, right. uh, Sure. Because it, it, it really there there is a common thread and it is not caring. Uh, the common thread is not what they profess it to be. The common thread is if they want to be in charge of what other people are doing. And it just so happens, like if you look at this, it's like we know better than you, certain race of people. So we're just going to pass a law above your heads that dictates what you can and can't do because we know better. Trust us. We know. And uh, it is it is inherently, as Norm said, racist It is inherently bigoted is inherently a power grab because all that is is the government telling you what you can't do. And they are using this notion that they're trying to protect a certain race to gain more power to protect that race because they think they know better. And I will bet you that there are people on that city council that vape. Yeah. And yeah. almost has that feeling of we got to do something. Well, yeah, yeah. we got to do something. These favorite words. The yeah. people, the people behind uh, the abortion movement initially were people like Sanger. Oh you know, yeah. And, and, and Margaret Sanger, who, who was practically a Nazi. I mean, she spoke at, at Lady Ku Klux Klan meetings. She was a featured speaker at Ku Klux Klan meetings so that basically the idea was let black ladies go ahead and kill their babies for us. Then we don't have to do a lynching. Yeah. Right? You know, we we just get rid of that population. We tamp down the growth of that population. And guess, guess what race or guess what pigmentation is the primary victims of abortion in this country to this day as a percentage of of their population it is black babies that are being killed at planned parenthood yeah so and don't don't tell me that you care about black people when you're killing them well there's a there's a there's a history here that is often rug swept and um the Nazis actually looked upon that movement, Margaret Sanger and the eugenics movement, because that's what this was. That's right. The eugenics movement mm-hmm. as a as a cue card for dealing with the Jews and uh, and sure. for, for their notions of white supremacy. Sure. Because there was this idea that that, that it was okay to kill others who either were uh, mentally unstable, a certain race, or not as good as you, or not as smart as you. And uh, the Supreme Court that sort of culminated in a decision. I think it was called Buck v. Bell where it says one generation of imbeciles is enough is almost to say that we know better that the Downs child is so miserable that we should just kill that kid. And there, anybody who's been around somebody with Down syndrome, it's like, they are awesome. They're awesome. I go to the buddy walk every year and we, we support that, but it's like, it, it is so sinister 
Uh, and and I, look, I'm not saying this is the only argument uh, against abortion, but I am saying this. It is always rug, rug swept in the argument about abortion. And this notion that I think a couple of years ago is probably true, I'm sure still, but a couple of years ago, there's a stat I read that more black babies were killed in New York than there were born. Uh, mm-hmm. Or there were more, I, look, I won't use the offensive language, I suppose. There were more aborted black babies than there were ba- black babies who were born. And um, that is, uh, it, that's a really staggering statistic, isn't it? Well, it is. I, I'm sure the Nazis viewed Auschwitz as a late-term abortion. And in fact, in the state of California, they are trying to legalize, and there's a, a, a state on the East Coast too. I'm not sure which which state it is. Uh, but there is uh, a state on, in, in New England that is mimicking the uh, legislation in California to make a botched abortion, meaning the baby has been born, the yeah. baby has been birthed, the baby is out of the mother, on the table, breathing on its own, it is alive, and it allows for post-birth, if you quote, quote-unquote, abortion, yeah. which, gosh, in norm world, you know, trademark that that's murder. called murder, yeah. murder, yeah. murder, is, murder. Uh, there's been several premeditated. That, if you think about so it, so if you can yeah. kill a baby, yeah. if you can kill a baby that you you intended to abort, but now that baby's born and it's it's laying there, and you don't have to do the Hippocratic oath, you know, do no harm, you know, save its life. It, you're allowed to kill that baby in in this California law. If that's where we're going, well, then why not maybe a week later? Or why not maybe 20 years later? Hey, 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 Mr. Jew, getting off the train in Auschwitz. You shouldn't have been born anyway. You shouldn't have been born anyway. Mm -hmm. Why not 60 years later? It is a complete, uh, uh, it is a. a, um, Where's the line, right? Right. Right. It it is a complete lack of respect for human life at at that juncture. But. I think, you know, I, I'm, I didn't I'm mean getting to go fired off on, up. I'm I didn't getting, mean to go off on an abortion tangent. Well, no, this is dude, probably no. not the direction the show should go today. But I will say this. Reagan's line was awesome because I think Reagan said something to the effect that I've noticed about all the pro-choicers. Uh, right. They were born, you know. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and as somebody who was adopted, I will suggest that there is a lot of truth to that, uh, that sort of um, – there, there's a lot of depth to that statement. And uh, I was born. Mm-hmm. And in, in a different um, in a different time, I wouldn't have been right. And, and even that, you're you're killing off potential voters. Look at it that yeah, you could look at it so many different ways. Yeah, and you know. Look, oh my again, gosh! I, 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 this oh my is gosh. not intended to take on the abortion no, debate in the but, in the context. We should do this sometime, but not today. Yeah. So, but anyway, the paternalistic notions of the Columbus City Council to prevent you from buying their vape in our city acting like somehow that's going to put a dent in any of it because i can tell you right now the kids are not buying it lawfully in the columbus in city of columbus anyway they're buying it unlawfully and if they can't buy it unlawfully in columbus they're going to buy it unlawfully online or just, unlawfully in a different city i will hold the laws or they're the going books. to make it themselves yeah. i will just drop in with this final cherry on top at least from, from cherry flavor from me. cherry flavor <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll drop this on 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 the on the discussion the lady who got the abortion approved by the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade became one of the strongest opponents of yeah, abortion. She felt like she got duped. She Exactly. So why does Norm love everybody? Now, I, I totally disagreed with her position in Roe v. Wade, but people didn't stop loving that person. People on the other side of this 
philosophy and this moral question, never quit loving her, and I'm one of them. And part of what comes out of love is a possibility of moral change. Well, redemption, and right? She did. It's, it's, and it's, I had nothing to do with it, but somebody somewhere loved that woman and kept and and and, and kept holding out acceptance of her and 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 holding out love to her and somehow some way whether it was in a book or in a counseling session or just her next door neighbor she came around to a moral view of the world god bless her and and, and, I, and, and they, she's in heaven and now. they yeah and they allowed her to forgive herself too yeah that's right. they did the, the, the grace of that's, that because she exactly went through trauma right. that's mm-hmm. right that's right. Look, it, 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 so, and she had to forgive herself at some point right. in time. She had to, otherwise, she, she'd have taken her life. That's right. it, this notion, you know. it, this is this is the cancel culture notion, it, because on the right, in look, it, the right, we 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 here at Common Sense Ohio, we impugn everybody. Like you, nobody is, even I am not immune from uh, criticism for inconsistencies or saying things or doing things. Because, it, it, God forbid, and I will be, I am sure, at least judged in some capacity, but not. Uh, completely for all the dumb stuff I've done in my life, all the dumb stuff I've believed in my life, all the dumb stuff I've said, the people I have hurt, and I regret all of it. And I've tried to change so it never happens again. And I continue to make mistakes and I continue to try to do better. And I am never going to be perfect. Neither is anyone else. And you people out there pissing on the graves of your grandparents for using language 50, 60, 70 years ago that you think now is so passe that how could it have ever been true? It's like, you don't understand what you're doing. You're standing on the shoulders of great people who were also human people who also had the same human flaws that you had. And if you act like you don't, then the more you act like that, the more you do. Wait for another 50, 60 years and they look back at what we have been saying and doing. Yes. Same thing. It's going to happen. It, you know, yeah, exactly. Not So I'd like to bring up something that happened today, uh, Tuesday. Even as we speak, John Boehner is at the John Boehner, former Speaker of the House from the state of Ohio, Republican from Westchester in Butler County, which is in southwestern Ohio. For those who don't know, John Boehner, the ever tan Speaker of the House, who <laughs> liked to like to hit the tanning booth and and chain smoke cigarettes, and later was one of those people who put on the ballot a constitutional amendment to legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio, that John Boehner, uh, supreme rhino. Uh, uh, I mean, this guy This guy was is unbelievable in, in terms of his rhinosity. Uh, not quite – no, I would say he was just as bad as Paul Ryan. At any rate, Nancy Pelosi today is having her official retirement uh, portrait you know, by the United States government being unveiled, and John Boehner has just uh, spoken at at her uh, ceremony. Noted that both of his daughters are are Democrats, and he's bawling. I mean, he's crying. He's actually he's he actually cried. He actually you know got all choked up, which he did several times as speaker. And the guy just you know he he ought to just switch parties. He ought to just you know. Him and him and uh, the, the the nutty lady up there in Alaska, who's who's basically a Democrat, and I mean, it, some of these people ought to just just switch parties. But this guy, for him to say that Nancy Pelosi was always dignified and always rose above partisan rancor, and he went on and on and on 
just over the top. And instead of just saying, if, if it was Norm Murdoch at the mic, Nancy, I love you. I disagree with more or less 98.9% of everything you ever did in your career. You're a mean little bitch. Okay. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point right. on it. But, but guess what? I love you. And then I would have sat my ass down. Well, you almost have to tip your hat and say, man, you are one of the most successful politicians of all time. Somehow in the course of your huh. congressional career, your husband has managed to make like $500 million on investments. Right. Standing in his underwear with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, it, and it's just that uh, another it's situation yeah, that they're, him too. They're, they're all kissing each other and giving each other jobs and it's bullshit h jobs and it's like god it just it it reeks you hear this stuff and it's just bullshit it, it you know it, it reminds me of the day after january 6th and they're all sitting around going god we're lucky we're alive wow we all need to pull together we need to pull together this was a bad thing every one of them sitting around doing that and you knew it was bullshit it's total garbage it's just Virtue signaling. Gosh. Well, he's he, he is, is. This is what all the rhinos do. They so badly want to be accepted. You know, they so badly oh. want to be invited to the cocktail they parties. They so badly want to be millionaires. Right. And and they want to be part of the system, the uniparty that runs D.C. These are the elites. These mm-hmm. are the people that think they know better. They're yeah. no better than the look. Right. The, the, the nobody's go, immune from it here. Go along to get along right. and all that stuff. Well, no, they we, which have Mitch, interests in Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, they've all got interest in China. Not all, but it, like I always say this, I, as I, I've, I've said before, I, I believe it or not, I'm not perfect. I've been to a counseling before and I went to my psychologist. He's an old school guy and sort of this, uh, he was like talking to my uncle and at one point I said, yeah, it's not really about the money. Oh, he goes, wait, and he sort of gave me that smile. It's always about the money. And it he's right. It almost mm-hmm. and right. I, I think always about the money, at least in some capacity. Yeah. This yeah. is about the money. These rhinos uh, are are scratching each other's backs. The Dems are scratching each other, yes. the Republicans are doing it. It's right. always about the money. Mm-hmm. And right. all I ever ask is how do these people go into Congress earning a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, whatever they earn, and in three years leave millionaires or three years and two months have million dollar night speaking engagements. Right. It's always about the money. So yeah. I'm always, always much more appreciative of somebody I disagree with, you know, like Bernie Sanders, who's just right up front and just says, Hey, listen I'm a communist. That's right. Very good. Don't you forget it. That's right. From Vermont. For Vermont? You want to be a millionaire? You write a book too. But other than that, I take all your money and I'm going to give it to everybody for free. And I I honeymooned in Moscow. Okay. Hey, Bernie, listen, you're being straight up. Gorbachev's birthmark was real. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, little map of Vermont on his forehead. So, at any rate. I, I, I much prefer human beings, I, I much prefer to interact with human beings that are just transparent and, and just tell you who they are and just admit it. But people like Paul Ryan and Boehner and, and Mitch McConnell who play, the, the, who, like to, who like to dabble in conservatism when they're not, okay, and hold themselves out as you know, in a phony way to be, well, I'm conservative. I'm just going to pass the omnibus, omnibus uh, spending bill, you know, here at the end of 2022 for next year, I'm going to give the Democrats and Biden everything. I'm going to finance everything they want. The 87,000 new IRS agents and all the other crapola that they want. Let's just get it done now. So next year we don't have to have that argument. 
Yeah, we, right. you know, with the new Congress coming in, and, and and that's so messy. You know, letting the American people have their will uh, expressed by this new election and new representatives. We don't need all that. We don't need J.D. Vance weighing in. Let's get this done before J.D. Vance becomes a U.S. senator because, you know, Rob over here is so much more reasonable. Yeah, and this is, you know, this is, we in, in, in law, we call it the black robe syndrome. Jeez. Mm. You know, when somebody becomes judge, they get this power and they, they tend to, it tends to corrupt them, right? They tend to think that they get uh, to tell everybody what to do all the time and they have all this control. Happens to prosecutors a lot. I had a prosecutor here in court just the, just this week. I call up, I needed a case continued because my client was, um, uh, had two surgeries, had kidney stones, so he had kidney surgery, had a stint put in, then had gallbladder problems, all these problems. And the prosecutor says, well, you know, I continued it for you once. I'm not going to continue again. It sounds like I'm getting the runaround. And, you know, I, let's just say that the, the case ultimately was postponed. And, uh, I, you know, it, but somehow they think that they have the authority because just so everybody knows, the prosecutor doesn't get to decide whether a case is continued. It's a judge who decides that. And uh, sometimes the, the state actors need to be reminded that they work at our pleasure, not their own, ours. Hmm. They're getting paid with my tax dollars. And, uh, you know, I get it. They have a job to advocate for their client. The judges have a job to do what they're doing. But ultimately, we, the people, we pay their salaries and they answer to us. And, you know, you know this is why, you know, like the, the J.D. Vance's, although I would disagree with J.D. It's somewhat on, on what the government can and can't do. But I feel like he's at least going in with a genuine attitude. And, um uh, yeah, I mean, is he going to be perfect? No, of course not. No, no, no. I mean, don't, Trump, ex- Trump, don't expect it. I mean, Trump made all kinds of mistakes. So did Ronald Reagan. So did the two Bushes. I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, people on our side yeah. of the fence are, are imperfect. They're, they're going to make some whopper mistakes. I mean, you know, Rex Tillerson, Robert Gates. I mean, come on, Trump. Are you kidding me? Am- <laughs> yeah, <right>. Amarosa? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Hey, Trump, anybody who applies for a job that has a single name, with you know like no last name like if somebody like Cher or you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you know like, or Bono you know or somebody just applies a hi I'm Amarosa you know okay I, yeah. I don't think you're qualified yeah you, you don't have a last name that's like having two first names or Trump seems to be having dinners with one namers you know it's like okay yay or whatever the hell he's calling Kanye's calling himself now yeah, like, yay and, and Fuente's boy God, come on come on yeah, 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 that was, right. yeah. All right, I, so, got, I got set up yeah, no. <laughs> yes. well, hey, look I look at it this way if you got this the, again let's take a common sense look at this if he really got set up if he got set up and ended up at a dinner with this Fuentes guy who's a Nazi in, in his, well whatever his, he is he's, I don't he's, know he's a lunatic I don't know anything about I've the listened guy. to some of his interviews and there's there's look I he's not a guy you'd want you'd want to be cohorting with so huh, listen I'm a little looser on that I don't mind I, look we, okay, so I'm never Neville Chamberlain. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly to the Birches Garden and have a peace conference with Adolf Hitler and Mussolini. Am I gonna sit down and have dinner at some point? Yes, I am. So all right, that's not what's going come on. Come on, this Fuentes guy is out there denying the Holocaust. He's like that. Well, it, how it, do we how do we know Trump wasn't? You know, it, now he didn't. My he point didn't, is, if but, Trump were set up, all he needs right. to say is, right. now that I know what this was, I don't agree with this guy. I I was set up. I, I I regret having dinner with this guy or whatever. Yeah. But Trump's ego can't let him do that. Well, Jerry right. Fall, Jerry Falwell broke bread with Larry Flint. Fine. So so I don't mind people 
sitting down with sinners. Jesus did that quite a bit. I don't mind that either, but that's okay. not what this was. I it, listen. I, I'm not saying Trump is Jesus. What I'm trying, yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, you're not saying that. What I'm trying to say is it got blown up into a big deal. There are offensive personalities. All across the spectrum, right? I, there's not much. So what? If you're so a politician a trying to run, if you're a politician trying to run for president, okay, now you're talking tactics. That's a bad move on every level. But they tried to make it a moral falling well, on Trump. It, it wasn't a moral falling on Trump. Trump yeah. How Trump did it? Was it was a, just was a, a dumb idea. That's how all. Trump handled it afterwards was the problem. Like if he really got set up, or if he was doing, he's like, look, I have dinner with everybody. I don't care. I just wanted to hear what the guy had right. to say. I don't agree with him at all, and he's right. just jackass and whatever. Yeah. But he can't do that. Trump, I had dinner Trump, with Putin. In, instead, Trump's like, I got set up. This is all crap, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, they, he's, he's a terrible spin doctor. Well, yes, at yeah, any rate, true. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a d- Trump's defense attorney. I, I don't even like Trump. <laughs> I could be though. Um, <laughs> I would like to bring up a, a free speech uh, case, First Amendment case uh, that is uh, bubbling in uh, Massillon, Ohio. A middle school teacher by the, the Tigers, name, I believe, Massillon Tigers. Yeah. A, a middle school teacher by the name of Vivian Garrity, uh, English teacher was forced to resign, fired, we call that in Norm World, TM, uh, by the Jackson Local School District in Massillon, Ohio. She was fired because she went to the principal. Uh, she, she, she told the principal that this uh, email that had been put out by a school counselor on behalf of two uh, children, uh, middle school people, so they're children, mm-hmm. okay, undergoing social transformation from one gender, one sex to another sex, not operations, not not surgery. Uh, so far as I know of the situation, this is an identification case where, like the professor down in southern Ohio, the Alliance for Defending Freedom is representing Miss Garrity. Uh, because she refused to use the pronouns that were being enforced by the school district administration. She was told, you will use a pronoun, uh, say, say one of the children, because I, I, I don't even want to know their names or even which genders are which, because they're children. I want to protect them. Let's suppose one of the children is a biological boy, and now he wants her to use a pronoun she. Well, Miss Vivian Garrity told the principal her First Amendment rights, her religious views, and her right to not be compelled to speak in a certain way is, is she cannot call a boy a girl because that wouldn't be the truth. It would not be uh, scientifically correct, and it would be misleading the rest of the class in addition to violating her First Amendment rights. So she's been fired. It's in the courts. I think she's going to win. The Alliance Defending Freedom are the same people that represented the professor, and that went to the state Supreme Court, and he won there. This, so is, this is an interesting question. There's precedent. So, so understand that as soon as you have, in order to have a free speech argument, you have to have government action. So the, the, like, if it's a private school, I can tell this teacher she has to use a certain pronoun or she has to use a certain words. I can do that without question. And there isn't, I'm not violating free speech because it takes government action to violate a constitutional right and government being state, local, federal. 
Um, so first of all, there's government action because it's a public school. Now you get into this notion that how about compelled speech? I mean, is this a violation of her right to free speech or is the rule requiring her to use certain language violating her constitutional right uh, to protect or to have a free exercise of her religion? Uh, and that is, I don't agree with this religiously, so I'm not going to use this speech. This is an, this is an interesting issue. He has two arguments. And, and yeah. you know, this is what uh, Jordan Peterson challenged up in Canada Absolutely. when uh, the Canadian government passed a law that said you have to use certain pronouns. Uh, but it wasn't the school. So now, on the other hand, you could take this to different extremes. If I were representing the school, I would say, well, you know, we don't let our teachers use swear words either. So we prevent them from using swear words. Or we impose a curriculum that our teachers have to follow. That's what this is. So this is not so easy. It's not so black and white. And I'll be interested to see how it works out. And I think I'd have to give it more thought and work it through. But I think it's also different at the local uh, uh, grade school level than it would be at a university level. It's going to be treated a little bit differently, even though conceptually it might be similar. And that's because uh, this notion that the other kids uh, are impacted, uh, that's going to be a greater impact, I think, at the grade school level. What's well, remember, done, said in the classroom. remember the Ohio uh, uh, football coach got his job back. He did, but he was just praying. That's a little bit different. He was praying in. Uh, he was told he couldn't pray after or before the games. In, in the presence of the kids, voluntarily, if the other kids, if if kids, if kids wanted to come along and, and join him in prayer, that was their independent decision. Yeah, it didn't affect who he chose to put in into the game and et cetera, et cetera. He won and, his case. And you can also say this, you can separate, I can separate the cause from the policy. So if there's a rule that says I have to use certain speech, even though I might agree with the fact that I should use that speech, I'm still going to challenge the rule. And I've always done this. I've like, I, I don't care. Uh, it makes, maybe it makes it easier or yeah, frankly, more dangerous for a lawyer to actually care about the, the cause. Because to me, the rule itself is a problem. That's how that's how I have to look at this issue. You can't say like you have to ignore the fact that you agree with the rule or disagree with the rule as you as you assess it because it's the lever of power that's being implemented that can be repeated with other rules that you don't agree with later. So if the school is permitted to say you have to use a certain pronoun with respect to students, then they're also permitted to tell you you have to say other things. And you know, I'm not saying that is how I you, you decide the issue, but you have to look at it that way because if people do this all the time. Well, this is what we were talking about with Biden. You don't agree with me. You're a bigot. And I'm like, well, no, wait a minute. It's not. So, I, yeah. I just don't agree that you can force me to bake the cake. I, I'll still bake the cake for this guy and I'll give him and I'll make him the best cake I can, but I don't agree with the law that says I have to. And, and why go to, and I, I'm answering my own question this, but why go to the extreme of the she, her, he, him, just that just say that person's name. There's, yes. a, there's a workaround. There's, there's a, a workaround. Work so course, again, but I answer my own question. Yeah, that's right. It, they're they're, it's an they're un, telling you you have to do this because. Un, it's an unreasonable exactly. rule. It's all about force. It's all about compelling. Yes. And, to that, and to that end, leading on, guys, there are three or four um, lame duck things laying around in the Ohio General Assembly right now. And and you know just just one that that went down at the board of education, which is kind of like a little mini legislature um, with Ohio's very weird. Uh, Eleven are elected and eight are appointed by the governor for nineteen members of the state board. Yeah, uh, they voted on. Uh, let's see, it would have been uh, Tuesday. 
uh, they voted down uh, the uh, what Norm calls the BLTQ uh, push by the Biden administration to um, to for very for things just like what Vivian Garrity up there at uh, Jackson Local School District was involved in that it, you would be forced. It, had they passed the Biden uh, package to use those pronouns, that would have been compulsory. So the Board of Education in Ohio voted that down. But pending right now is Senate Bill 178, which would change the Board of Education from part appointed and part elected to just being a departmental uh, organization with a uh, – a no superintendent that is selected by the board itself, but would be appointed by the governor. Uh, that's probably not going to pass. Uh, be, there's not enough time. They have basically uh, through the end of this week, I believe, while they're still in session, and a lot of indications, even by Republicans in the House, that they don't want uh, the, the Republican Senate bill to pass. They think it's a little too extreme. Um, the same way with an absentee, uh, voting change and a photo ID change. Uh, there's some other things in that piece of legislation that's probably also going to die in the lame duck session. A second bill, not S- Senate Bill 178, is about the Board of Education. There's another Senate bill to do with uh, a voter uh, ID. And most people don't have a problem uh, on the Republican side with a photo ID to replace the. Uh, you know, the utility bill uh, kind of proof that you're a citizen. Instead, there would be either a government-issued ID that you, that's already in existence or a free voter ID that people could obtain. And there's some other stuff in there. Only one drop box per, um, per uh, voting district um, and no automatic registration, which I happen to agree with. You know, off of things like the, uh, the 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 BMV driving roles. So you know, you're not just not automatically registered. You do have to go and prove that you're uh, a citizen, et cetera, et cetera. Because a lot of people can get a driver's license. You you can get a driver's license without being a citizen. Um, so you know, I mean, it's it's more complicated than that. Hmm. Um, so at any rate, there's some things pending in the state of Ohio that even though they're going to die, those bills will die at the end of this year, they will definitely get reintroduced yeah, next year. Yeah, it's a germ of an idea that's still alive. Yeah, and yeah. Frank Frank LaRose, we were also talking in a previous program, Brett and I, um, that he wants to raise to 60% the amount of votes needed to pass a constitutional amendment from the current 50%. If, if you can get more than 50% of the electorate to agree to a constitutional initiative on, a, on the ballot, then that is, is, is chosen, that, that passes and becomes a constitutional change. Frank LaRose wants to raise the bar to 60 and make it a little harder to add or subtract from our Constitution. That's also going to die, uh, according to Speaker of the House uh, Robert Cupp, that there's just no way for them to debate it, come to terms with it by the end of this week. Well, that's an interesting one because, you know, I, I think this is worthy of a little common sense analysis because people say, well, you know, amend the Constitution. Why do we care if it's 60 votes or, or 60 percent or 50 percent or 51 percent? Like, what's it matter? I mean, you have to look at start with the federal Constitution. I mean, because there's this notion 
that um, the the progressive the progressive movement would justify progressive action because it's so difficult to amend the Constitution that if they don't take action, uh, then it won't change in time because you just can't get the Constitution amended. And I would always be the first one to say, well, look, the, the Constitution, at least the United States Constitution, they were they were kind enough to leave us a rule book. All you have to do is follow it. You can change it. It's really mm-hmm. simple. Just get two thirds majority, and 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 uh, and you can change the constitution. And we've done it. What? How many times, Norm? I don't remember how many constitutional uh, amendments. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a high twenties, low thirties, high twenties like that. It's been yeah. gone back and forth on liquor yeah. anyway, at least once. But right, it, uh, right. but anyway, at the local level, it's not so it's not so clear. You know, the idea of the local political or the local constitutional law to be able to be changed easier makes a lot more sense because at the local level, unlike uh, some jackass in D.C. like Pelosi or like Mitch McConnell or anybody else out there telling us how we should run Ohio, you know, we need a little more control over what happens in Ohio. And it it makes more sense to have flexibility and uh, the ability to change things. So I'd I'd have to give it a lot more thought as to why somebody wants to change it to 60, whether it's Frank LaRose, somebody I happen to agree with on a lot of other stuff, or whether it's uh, a different position. I would need to know more. And we said earlier, it's always about the money. Whenever I hear something like that, I always think, what are they trying to get done that they can't get done? Well, one right. of our right. one of our podcasts uh, featuring Brett and myself. I don't think you were able to make it that day. You keep bringing up that one. That you and Brett <laughs> well, talked about. no, no, no. Stick the needle in my eye. No, again. no, not a bit, not a bit at all. It's just that that particular show is where we discuss this mm-hmm. this bill. And just to hit a couple of the highlights, yeah. Brett, jump yeah. jump in, man. Yeah. But I think uh, one of the ideas is Ohio's constitution, frankly, is a little trashy. It's me only meaning that it is huge. It's it's really extensive, and there's a lot of micro stuff in there. It's turned into a legislative document, yeah. yeah. And that's because it doesn't take too many signatures to get a constitutional initiative like on the ballot. Like yes. We used our constitution to place casinos. Sure. Well, and it was attempted several times yeah. before it finally, you know. Right. Same with you know marijuana initiatives, a bunch of stuff. At any rate. I think officialdom just in general. Now, I don't know if Democrats would agree with Frank on this because it cuts both ways. I mean, you know, it nothing's just it, what it does is it just makes it easier for the citizens, whether they happen to be in a conservative frame of mind that day or a liberal frame of mind or just an uninformed frame of mind or maybe a deceived frame of mind, because sometimes how these initiatives are worded on the ballot is confusing. They make it sound like it makes sense. Yeah, right. A a vote of yes really ends up meaning no Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, it's it's sometimes it's a little goofy how it's worded. But at any rate, it would be interesting to to hear old timer Democrats and Republicans, you know, go discuss this. Uh, But I think the idea of making it a little bit more difficult what that does is it makes it that much more certain that the public understands and has deliberated sufficiently to change the Constitution. So that's that one argument. The other argument, the one that I prefer, is I like it being 50%, that it's just a little more than, if it's more than 50%. 50% in one vote. That basically, that's, right. that's what it is. If it yeah. passes. It's pure democracy. Mm-hmm. What All I right. like about that is it is a check on the legislature and the governor so that if there is something totally outrageous, forced masking, 
by Governor DeWine, for well, example. Well, that was done outside all of this nonsense. Exactly. But the public, you know, if the if that has gone on a little too long, and remember, it was a Republican that filed impeachment papers against Governor DeWine. So there was some blowback. But you could see where on some of these policies, if enough Ohioans signed, you know, enough of the petitions and it got on the ballot, you could see that. You know, all it took, all it would take is a majority of citizens to say, nah, you can't order us to wear a facial garment no, ever. It's a good check on that legislature yeah. creep, that yeah, yeah. the well, power, the, the, the bits of power crap. Governmental yeah. creep. Governmental creep. Because you, you, yeah. you, you're making a point here that yeah. it's like, it's not the, the nine justices in the Supreme Court. It's not the governor. It's not the legislative branch. It's still the people who should have the the ultimate power. Who should have the power. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's a, it's a grab to take away some of our power. Yeah. Right? No, it, that, without really all the reasoning out there. Yeah. I, I really would like to hear this flushed out much more. And I'm glad that they're shutting this down I because would like to know there why. is a much more discussion about this because it might make sense. It but might. to me, right. not right now. There, there's a catalyst for it. Though. There, it's not happening out of a vacuum. So nope. it's like the Pelican Brief, the movie. You know, It's like they killed justices because of some environmental so group Brett, couldn't yeah. do it there. Yeah. Brett, can I, can I speak? Yeah. To, so Brett brought yeah. up a, a bit of news that was happening right at the time that LaRose introduced this idea. And that was, right, Brett? You, mm. you chop me mm. off if I get this wrong. But Brett brought up the fact that I think it was Kansas and a couple other states, right at the time of the election, the citizens had changed their constitutions and or had shot down initiatives uh, that were going to constitutionally further restrict abortion. And, and it shocked conservatives. They were like, whoa wow, Kansas is normally a very red state, and yet this initiative that was going to be added to their constitution that was, it, I think it was a heartbeat. Uh, Michigan did this too. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you know what, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So yeah. Brett brought this up. Sorry, Brett. No, but, but, but this this is Brett Brett's theory, and it's I think it's a credible theory, is that perhaps LaRose and some of the other advocates looked at that and said, you know, I don't think we want to give the people of Ohio the opportunity to to open up abortion enshrine it constitutionally enshrine it and, yeah. and, and so we'll make it 60 percent. we'll make it harder for them but mm. shame on you because sooner or later like i said before with the teacher the policy is what it's not the specific policy you're looking at it's the lever of power that's right used to implement it that's because right. it's like sooner or later the other side will have the power and that's go right. the way you don't like the it. The pendulum swings. Yeah. Yeah. Or you made it so hard to pass something that something actually that needs to be passed can't be quickly and it just, it's, it's always 59%, 59%. That's right. Unintended consequences. Exactly. Always. And, always. and the Dems experienced it uh, that right hard when it came down to Amy Coney Barrett, right? They got rid of the super majority for uh, mm-hmm. uh, approval of justices and uh, is, or I'd have to think how they, or the lame, I, whatever it was, it yeah, got yeah. reversed on them and that was that. Well, I would I would say to the advocates, if if their thinking is along these lines, if Brett is correct and that's what triggered this, it, 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 I would say to those people, well, you're not that much different from the Biden idea of packing the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's right. Of of of, of adding more justice seats, change the rules to get a specific outcome on get, a specific exactly issue, right. and sooner or later the rules are going to be used in ways you don't like. Exactly right. Yeah. So it's a. Sh- it, it is a tactical decision that is driving 
this, and that's almost always a bad idea. It's like yeah. letting it's like yes. letting the six year olds run the household because right. yeah. they're always going to take the candy right. for breakfast. Right. You know, it's like, but it's just not a long term. Well, idea. it'd be like a six year old saying, um, "I found Dad's paddle." Right. And I buried it in the backyard. He'll never be able to use that paddle against right. me again. Well, what he doesn't know is dad has a you know, piece of lumber, oh, yeah. you know, out in the garage. Or his belt. <laughs> or his belt. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's the buckle side. Yes. Yeah. It'll come back to get you. It always yeah. comes back. It yeah. does. So you gave a hat tip to um, uh, sort of unwittingly to this notion that it, we, we challenged DeWine's authority for masks. And uh, I'm going to give a hat tip to Ohio South down in Florida because you got DeSantis down there asking for a, a state-led grand jury to investigate uh, the medical response to COVID. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know uh, specifically a couple things. Like, one, mm-hmm. why were we told this incorrect information? And why was I chastised? And why was everybody else chastised for not getting the vaccine when they knew, flat out knew, that the the lie that they told was, if you get the vaccine, it'll stop the spread. To vaccinate people can't spread the disease, uh, which was turned out to be complete, utter, total nonsense. And the other thing they knew is they downplayed the uh, the safe and effectiveness of it. So they it's not so safe, right? Because if you're um, a teenage boy or a young man, your likelihood of getting myocarditis or other heart problems, uh, is, you're at risk. So you have to at least have give the people an informed choice to say, all right, What's my risk of harm by the, the disease versus harm by the vaccine, as opposed to saying they're completely safe without any testing to actually prove it. And now it may turn out that they had testing that may have disproved it. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I, right. as, as I think as Florida goes on this one, so will the rest of the country. DeSantis is just going to have to carry the torch because um, right. he was a guy that doesn't have an interest in it. He said no. He didn't. He right. didn't impose all this crap, so right. he can lead the charge. Dewine yeah. can't because he was behind it. Full. He was. He had the whole band behind him, ready to rock and roll, exactly. leading the charge to right. force everybody to do this stuff. Yeah. So the people, Republican Democrat alike, who are forcing this nonsense, aren't the ones who are going to challenge it. It's got to be a guy like DeSantis. Maybe he's the, well, Christy Noem out in uh, Dakota. She wasn't uh, into that either. So we'll see. But uh, you, you know, you, Steve, you had brought up some uh, state um, litigation. Um, in, in Florida, uh, there. It, this just reminded me that today, uh, Dave Yost uh, filed um, for a declaratory judgment. I guess you would call it, or some kind of quick action. In um, I think he went to Fairfield County uh, to get a uh, to get a decision on the newly enacted Columbus City ordinances regarding uh, high capacity. Well, anything larger than thirty rounds. And uh, some of the other, you know, ridiculous things that they, that they added into uh, uh, city uh, into the city ordinance uh, uh, book. Uh, so uh, the, the state of Ohio is challenging the city of Columbus on those quote assault weapon quote uh, package of uh, yeah of, because of they ordinances. they passed laws that are at least ostensibly inconsistent with state law. So, yeah, wait, wait, yeah, there's that. And, 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 you know, that pesky Second Amendment <laughs> lingering out there. Yeah, well, the, you know, and there's that home rule change that the legislature added that would preempt localities from uh, changing or from, from departing from state uh, law on firearms. And that is protective of the citizens so that if I'm driving through Groveport, you know, to Pickerington, to Johnstown, and then into Westerville, 
I don't have to know four different locality. That's right. Uh, you, you know, it's ridiculous. I should yeah. be able to drive yeah. throughout the state of do you Ohio. Have to, do you have to take the, the outer on. belt to go through Columbus if you're delivering a high-capacity mm-hmm. magazine? Yeah. So, look, I, I, I have high-capacity magazines. Or Gordon Target shooting. Right. If I you drive know. down to Deer Creek to shoot at their range through yeah. Columbus, in theory, I've got a problem. So, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's... Uh, we need consistency. It's virtue signaling bad law is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right, well, it, it, in, in consistent with my Christmas weekly, I don't even know what do you want to call it, segment, I'll call it. <laughs> uh, I thought about, you know, we've talked about the uh, the wistfulness of Christmas and the forlornness of it and sort of the sadness yet happiness and the joy of it at the same time. And then we heard Linus give um, an awesome speech that that actually aired on national television for 50 years or however long it was, uh, which is really the Gospel of Luke. Um, the first, I think it was chapter two starting. So, I mean, really we went from that. Now today I'm going to, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit and, uh, I'm going to note a couple things. So being Ohio centric with Christmas, it turns out that a Christmas story, the famous movie, uh, filmed right here in Ohio, the house was in Ohio and now it's owned by some dude up in Cleveland. And I think it's for sale maybe, but, uh, there was a news story up there where he got in the shouting match telling the big bad bully, I don't know his name, but the actor apparently goes to the house and maybe, I think the allegation is he sells his likeness and takes pictures with patrons of the museum and uses that as a catalyst to make some money. The owner of the house doesn't like this guy, so comes out screaming and telling him he's a effing asshole or whatever it would be. Uh, so How Christmassy of How you. Christmassy yeah, is really. that. But it got me thinking, like, what, what, what was I going to do for the Christmas segment? And I thought, you know, let's talk about Christmas movies, maybe your favorite Christmas movie. And uh, ironically, a lot of people love that Christmas story. It's not my favorite. I, I I don't like that movie. I've never really liked that movie. I find it sort of boring. Um, but uh, I mean, after all, the kid all he wants is a firearm. Right? All he wants, well, <laughs> yeah. The book, the, bo- the book is probably better. A red, I, red, I, 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 yeah, I think I think it's, it's red, better. Red yeah. Rider BB gun. The Red Rider yeah, BB. Yeah, I had yeah, a Daisy. Exactly. Oh my god. Was it a Daisy? No, it was a Red Rider. In the red movie. Rider. Yeah. I had a Daisy yeah. as a kid growing yeah. up. I didn't shoot out my eye, although I probably could. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. So I posit to the round table the best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful life for me. Yeah, but that, that's the one, the one I yeah. like because yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like Jimmy Stewart. Well, yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah. Clarence. And sadly, Clarence is a little angel, half, right? the, half of our listeners are going, Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Look him up. Look it, him up. Please do. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mine's got to be Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't know. I've never, you know, every year started off that when I watched that kicked so, off the season for me. Great. I got to tell you, know, Brent, I, I love was it. thinking about my favorite one, even though I just talked about it last week, that didn't come into head as like a, it come to my head as a movie, but I guess it is. It, it is. It was like an hour. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, it I is. would, I would say that's a you know, movie. And yeah, it absolutely. put and it, you know, hearing the backstory of that one and you brought it up and you read more and more about it, how it pushed the envelope. Yeah. I mean, that started a big thing in regards to the gospel readings and uh, just really? all sorts of stuff. I re- you know that the, that the networks were scared. But do you, re- you remember back then? So I'm a big fan of the old timey comedians. But I remember at the end of every Red Skelton show, right? That takes you back, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah. black and white television, right? I mean, those would, are like rerun land for me at best. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you ever catch the Red Skelton show on you know TV Land or whatever, if, wherever they, re- he ended every show with "God bless you." God bless. There was a lot of that going on back yeah. in those days. Yeah, yeah. not so yeah. much anymore. No, but you know. I got to thinking about that uh, when we talked about this last week. As I watched that speech, I I wasn't brought up to be particularly religious or or, or Christian or fundamental or, or whatever. I didn't know, honestly, that that was from the Gospel of Luke as a kid. 
um, listening to it, but it moved me. Even as a young kid, it's like like it, it stopped me in my tracks. And he walks across the stage. And that's what Christmas is about, Charlie Brown. Yeah, and and he just Mike talk about Mike Mike drop, drop. right? right. And yeah. it's uh, yeah. it, it 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 impacted me as a young kid uh, in ways that I didn't even realize. Right? I mean, it's right. like it, it like it really really was impactful. And it wasn't to say that you have to believe in Christ or you're or no. you're going to no. hell. Right. I mean, it impacted me in in a, in a far more. Uh, genuine way than than some sort of uh, churchy allegation, I guess is the right way to but say. But we trigger a, a decision to investigate further, wouldn't it? I mean, you hear something like that as a little kid, and maybe your parents, you know, weren't real churchy, but you hear him say that, and then you go, "Wow, there's more to this." I love Charlie Brown, and I just heard this on a cartoon series that I really, really like and respect as a child, and. He just said something amazing that I don't know much about. I think I need to learn. And in, in, in the, you know, even in the King James English, you know, it, it really was impactful. And, and yeah. to say, all right, all right, the Sears catalog and all the crap you're circling, all right, that's fun, but yeah. there's more here. Right, right. There's right. really more here. And it, and it applies, as Norm says, to everybody. The love applies to everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It's universal. So it is among the best movies. We had talked. We had talked earlier about how the discussion of love, how that manifested itself during wars. Yeah. Where we're where Christians on both sides of of, of uh, no man's land in World War Two and World War One, they come out and play a little soccer game or something or, or share cigarettes or, yeah, they or a swig of beer or something. It just listen to Christmas carols. I mean, th- this happened all the way back right. in time. Well, not in time, but uh, yeah. you know, yeah. there's Civil War stories and before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we really, even in Vietnam there was, uh, you know, we we tr- the U.S. tried to do a similar thing during Tet. There was a there was a, a ceasefire during Tet, and of course that's when that's when the communists chose to violate their own holiday and uh, attack us during the Tet ceasefire. But that was to respect their religion. Yeah. And of course, you know, they yeah. did. Yeah, look what we got for that. Yeah. Or George Washington, you know. Crossing the Delaware on Christmas on, Eve and killing the there, Hessians. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so he, we can, he, a lot of respect there. Yeah. Right. Or the Japanese hitting us on uh, Sunday morning when people were at church or sleeping off a hangover. Yeah, playing so golf. religious uh, events can be used uh, against both you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> both ways. Yeah. So both yeah. good choices and, you know, classics for sure, but not the best. Yeah. Die Hard is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard yeah. is the best. I gave it to. I, I got a box set for my kids for Christmas, and um, Die Hard. And uh, they opened it up. And they're like, "What's this?" And I said, "This is the greatest Christmas movie just, of all just, time. Just let it happen. Just yeah, yeah watch it and let it happen. Just, exactly. And like, wow. And it is yeah. a Christmas movie. You crack me. It's, it's an it's a it's, it's a, a Christmas a... movie masquerading as an action movie. <laughs> Come on, with, with none other than Bruce Willis, one of the most esteemed religious leaders of all time. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, there are some great Christmas uh-huh. movies, uh, Home Alone. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really, you know, and you can actually get pretty emotional watching that. Yeah. I mean, a little boy at home all by himself. On going, the last and scene. He, and goes to church by yeah. himself. I mean, come on, man. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it tears you up. And the old man is really scary, but not. You know, it's like there, there's yeah. a there's a lot in that movie too. There really mm-hmm. is. There's, yeah. there's a lot going for on. for a yeah. silly movie. It's actually right. pretty yeah. cool. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Maybe a Christmas, not quite more Thanksgiving, but holiday. Yeah, right. And, and it, like there for years and years and years that we watched that on 
Oh, yeah. yeah it was on TV. That's right. a roll around on the floor laughing. Right. It's yeah. just when, boom, boom, well, boom. when he waves his sock on the airplane right in right. Steve yeah, yeah, Martin's yeah, face. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean I tell just, Griffith, just, you're a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, un, it's unbelievable. Yeah, right. I mean, it really is roll around on the floor. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah there's, there's so many good ones. But uh, and then, you know. My wife, I, I love her to death, and she loves the Hallmark Channel to death because mm. there's like this 24-7 of these uh, cheeky Christmas. Sure. The Saccharin uh, Channel, yeah. Yeah, just- God uh, bless her. They are, uh, yeah. I can't watch them. They're all the same. Mm. They're soap operas at Christmas time. That's all it is. Yeah. You're you exactly just, right. That's right. You yeah. plug in the same plot, just different people. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they're right. always happy. Yeah. Like right. even, uh, there was one I was watching last, uh, it was in the background. I, I can't say I was watching it, but I, I was listening. And even as- this guy had treated this girl so poorly, and she was breaking up with him. They did it in a in the Christmas spirit, you know. It's oh like, God. Let each other go. It's like, look, in my line of work, it doesn't happen that way. People no. are throwing their empty uh, beer bottles at each other right. and calling the police and saying, "You're going to jail for Christmas, mm-hmm. you son of a bitch." Yeah, yeah. So Unreal. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, dream world. Yeah, yeah. and then there's uh, the the Grinch. Great, a great one. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great one. Yeah. Boris Karloff as the narrator of mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. He, in fact, he won a children's Grammy, the only Hollywood award he ever received in his life as an actor. Huh. And he died three years later. He was suffering from emphysema during the taping of The Grinch. And I will, uh, I will, with that, I will wrap it. I will circle it completely around. We'll do a 270, like circle 270 <laughs> medium. You're a mean one. Because you would say, uh, what does the Grinch Steve. have to, you would say, what does the, well, you're a mean one. <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Uh, Norm loves everyone. I Common do. sense. I do. Uh, so, and read uh, read my blog about that, people, because it's it's very sincere. It's not a flip thing. Uh, Doctor Seuss, I think his last name is like uh, Giselle. Yes. Mm-hmm. His granddaughter yeah. went to the College of Worcester right here in Ohio. Oh wow. Okay. Well, yeah. she had to go somewhere. Yeah, and I'm just bringing it back to Ohio. Yeah. There okay. you go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So. Anyway, with that, we're going to wrap up the Common Sense Ohio, where we're making sense of everything one show at a time. Uh, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, it's easy. Just go to commonsenseohioshow.com. If you want to see Norm's blog, Brett's got a new uh, entry in his blog, you can go to commonsenseohioshow.com. Uh, if you want to catch all the backlog episodes, you can go to Common Sense Ohio Show. You see what's going on here? I'm telling you to go to yeah. Common Sense Ohio mm-hmm. yeah, My yeah. latest one uh, is about Steve McQueen and, and the the remake of the movie Bullet. Bullet. So if you dig, they're remaking Bullet. <laughs> yep. Read my blog, dude. Uh, that's, yeah. There's yeah. some so, movies you just don't. Bullet. That's one you don't. No. That's a hard movie to watch anyway. But a remake. I mean, yeah. like you, you better be. You better hunker down if you're going to watch Bullet. It's going to be Steven Spielberg directing. Oh, it's going to be Bradley there. Cooper as the Steve McQueen character, Frank Bullitt. I well, read my blog. I yeah. am totally against it. Yeah, totally. That, that's just one of those you don't touch. No, don't. No. That, that should be among you the don't touch anything. Steve McQueen. No, that's you, right. Nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's just some you well, don't. They did another one. They did um, uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. It was. Uh, yeah. Steve McQueen played that originally right. a, a lot better, I think, than um, yeah. Remington Steele. What's his name? He was oh, James Bond, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, he's not a bad actor. actor at all. It was I mean, Rene Rousseau and um, yeah. who, was, who was the Bond actor? I, I know who you mean. Yeah. Remington Steele. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But, um, Everybody knows that. Yeah, so it, didn't they, are they, did they remake The Great Escape? 
I thought there was some talk of that at one I point. I do. I can't. I mean, it hasn't been done, but I that think that would be an atrocity. That would to, be. That, yeah. How could you remake yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. It would yeah. be unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, so the, you get the notion here, or you get the point we're talking about. If you've got a question, you've got a topic you want to cover, you want to catch up on past episodes, you want to subscribe, you want to become a sponsor, there's all sorts of ways you can do that right there at commonsenseohioshow.com. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll wrap it up with this. We are Common Sense Ohio, bringing you the common sense approach at the news. As I said, one show at a time, right from the middle, at least until now.